Hey, hey, what's happening? Hey, hey Brad, hey. how you doing, man? How's it going? Brad, how y'all doing? Good, good. 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 Now, how are you feeling? I know you uh, had yeah. some. some I'm feeling real. I feel really good. Good, good. I'm uh, doing three miles a day, six days a week on my Nordic track. Oh, good. Three miles in thirty minutes. One hundred fifty pounds. Eating good. Good. I got tons of energy. That's awesome. I didn't realize I how bad I must have felt until I feel good like this, you know? Yeah. I, just, I mean, I would get winded a little bit and then I would, you know, overexert myself and just thought, Oh, I just did too much. Right. You know, like for example, I snowblowed my driveway and then I went and snowblowed the neighbor's driveway. <laughs> By the time I got done with his, my, you know, chest was burning a little bit and I'm like, man, and it was cold. And I'm just thinking, Oh, just, I just did too much. Right. Never thinking that, you know, what it, what it really was. Yeah. But when I went for that stress test and I started having that same issue, I'm like, Oh, this ain't good. I'm not going to make it. And it was, I was only like three minutes into it. Yeah. And they were pulling me off. They're putting nitroglycerin under my tongue. And are you okay? okay?" I'm like, I'm fine. What is (laughs) I'm fine now that you got me off that damn machine. (laughs) They're like, you're going to the hospital. Yeah. Oh man. Holy you shit. Know? And now I look back on it as like, you know, every day I see the scar and the, you know, the other scars on my chest. And I'm like, this seems like it kind of surreal right. a little bit. Like it was all so quick because from the stress test, you know, until I was in the hospital later, like an hour later. And the next morning I had the cardiac catheterization. They said, you can't do, we can't do stents. You're going to have to have bypass surgery. I'm like, oh, great. They sent me to another hospital in Bethesda. Like it was all so quick. Yeah. And then I was home three days after the surgery. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think I was up walking around like the very next, next day after getting out of intensive care. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody okay. told me the quicker you get up and start moving around in the hospital, the sooner you're going to get out of there. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as I as soon as I came to, I'm like, can we go for a walk? Right. <laughs> They're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, let's go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody does this. I'm like, well, let's do it. <laughs> I just didn't want to be there because my wife couldn't come visit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. But I feel great now. That's good. That's good. Yeah. The first thing I did after seeing my uh, surgeon was come. I came back to the house and strapped on a Les Paul. Nice. It didn't weigh more than a gallon of milk, so I'm putting it on. <laughs> That's right. There you go. That was there it. That's awesome. That's, great. That's one thing the pandemic has done for me is that I've got back into playing. Yeah, absolutely. At yeah. first, I was all angry because I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm not going to work. I can't go do mixed live shows. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. I got a studio downstairs and I get friends are wanting to record and yeah. jam. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's turned into being like almost an everyday thing now. Wow, that's super cool. Which is great because I've reconnected with a lot of my old friends in the area and yeah. just finished up a record for the for Kit for the Steve Whiteman singer for Kicks. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, I've seen those posts. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're having a listing session on tuesday to just finalize everything and then that should be coming out that's cool i ended up yeah. playing 10 out of 12 songs on bass and a couple on guitar and oh that's awesome, awesome. And then yeah i noticed a lot of bands 
you know, they couldn't work in person. We're doing like, you know, the, like the collaborations with friends doing the videos online, like Charlie from Anthrax was doing a bunch of those. And yeah. Like other they were cool just, too. Oh yeah. Really good. Really, really. good. It's like yep. so cool to see them finding ways to still make music. You know what I mean? Like through, yeah, through yeah. it all. So cool. Very cool. Yeah. You had to keep busy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I would just sit and think about what I couldn't go do. Right. Instead of what I can do. Yeah. Exactly. So it's really been, it's been good for that. Yeah. There's been some silver linings to the whole thing. I mean, there's been some, some learning experiences and I mean, I I never thought I'd enjoy working from home, but I work from home now and I love it. I mean, everyone just go home and I was like, Oh God, you know, I'm not, I hate this. I'm not going to have any discipline, but I got into a groove and I love it. Like I, can sit there in my bathrobe until 11 a.m. <laughs> right. Shower at noon if I want to. <laughs> I want to. You know, they're not going to say anything. They can't see me. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody can see me. Yeah. Well, it's great. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know. Yeah. I was talking with the with Enrique's monitor engineer, my good friend, and uh, tonight, and he's like, you know, I got used to being at home. I don't know that I'm ready <laughs> yeah. to go away again. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we'll get used to it again. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah, you got to. Yep. I know. There was like a, a period where I think I went two weeks without putting my shoes on because <laughs> I wasn't leaving the house. Just not even leaving the house. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd like literally on lockdown. Just like, yeah. I, I just taking this. I got out of my pajamas for a couple of months, probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. No, I was like, I'm going to get the mail. That's my big experience today. <laughs> I'm like, that's like my flip flops and get the mail. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Right there to our immediate left, we have uh, all the folks gathering for the uh, annual Saxon concert. You've got people who really are into the occult and into Satan. They're propagating Satan, and I think it's a devastating thing on our culture. It calms me down. What's your favorite total metal video? Here's the funny part about metal. It's getting old. But you know what? Embrace it. I want to be that grandfather in the backseat of the car. You turn on my station, please! It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. And we're gonna be at the Wilson Beer tonight with Slayer. You're gonna be there too, right? Oh! Ah. Alrighty. Well, welcome back to the Somewhere in Time podcast, everybody. Somewhereintimepodcast.com is where you find us online. You can tell all of our stuff there. Our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. So uh, we're back. We're talking more albums from the year 1991. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the album 3D by Rathchild America. Uh, do some introductions here real quick. I'm Eric. We've got Tim here. Hello. We've got Joe here. Hello. Keith is on his way. <laughs> we think. But uh, maybe we've got a pretty good replacement in the meantime. Uh, replacement <laughs> we are uh we're very 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 excited to welcome our next guest he was a singer and bass player in the band Rothschild america mr brad divins howdy thanks, thanks for man. having me yeah thanks yeah. for coming thanks on for, yeah. appreciate yes. it should we uh refer to Rothschild america as Rothschild from here forward sure why not yeah <laughs> proper right? what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah, they they can't come after you now. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Whatever happened to the other Rothschild anyway? Rothschild UK UK. 
I'm sure they're still kicking around. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're kicking around as a band, but I'm sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. they ever were kicking around as a band, but whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was just an unfortunate incident. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we well, let's before we get into the album, let's do a little history lesson there. Um, so I did want to talk about like how you got involved with Ralph Child Brad, because I know um, originally you were the singer, right? You weren't even just just the singer. You weren't you weren't playing bass, correct? No, originally I was singing and playing guitar. Oh, okay. Huh. When oh. I first joined the band. Gotcha. Okay. Because okay. I know you were playing guitar and kicks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. So when I joined Rathchild, I was playing guitar and singing. Gotcha. And, and who was some... who, was it other than the guitar player? Who was it? Yeah. Terry was the only other guitar player. The, no, there the was another guitar player named John Turner. Oh, okay. So you had three. We both got hired at the same time, and uh, so. You know, we had like the whole three guitar thing going and 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 then I would put the guitar down some, you know, because okay. it, it was kind of fun to just front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then after a while, I'm like, ah, that's what do you do when you're not singing? Or, you know, it's like, what do I do with my hands? Right. <laughs> you know? Air guitar, man. Exactly. <laughs> do the Chuck Billy. Take the- yeah, right. Because <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. always a guitar player and a singer. Right. Now, the band I was in before Kicks, I was singing and playing guitar. So that's a good segue. What what was the name of that band? We so we watched an interview with Shannon Larkin, and he was saying we would go to Brad's old band. I think he said Rats Alley. Is that right? Rats Alley. What is it? Oh, Rats Zalad with a Z. Yeah, with a Z. Rats Zalad. R A T. Oh, okay. We couldn't make it out. So it's it's the Black Sabbath thing, but with a Z. Is that what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, Shannon and and Terry and Kevin used to come see me play, and they would throw business cards at me. Right. Okay. And so, you know, then of course I joined Kicks, and then when I was no longer in Kicks, then I'm like, what am I going to do now? And then I'm like, oh, what about that band Rathchild? They used to throw business cards at me. I wonder if they still are interested. Yeah. yeah. And I just called them up and they're like, yeah, sure. Come on. Who Do you know who was singing before that? Uh, His name was Tuck. Ma- okay. uh, Max McDonald, I think it was his name. Okay. okay. But they weren't doing it. I mean, they didn't put out any albums or anything with that with that guy so it doesn't really matter no. <laughs> no. man after i got in a, got in the band it still took us like five years to get signed after that right and so who was, was the bass player at the time sorry Joe. kevin keller okay and so when he left or you guys let him go what was what was the decision behind you picking up the bass well the way it happened is we were actually picking him up to go on tour and when we got to his house, he he said, hey, I can't go. My doctor said, you know, my back's messed up. I can't mm-hmm. ride around the country in a van. Gotcha. And we're like, okay, well, I'll play bass. Okay. And that was it. We Because we weren't going to not do the tour. Right. It was unfortunate that he told us the morning we were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> not sure yeah. why that was. I never did find out the reason for that. But, you know, it's like, I'll play bass. I play guitar and everything. It's not that much difference. <laughs> had, had you, had you played bass before? Before that? No. Really? Okay. Now, I think maybe he had missed a couple shows and we tried to have somebody fill in on the bass and it was just frustrating. And I, I finally I just said, I'll just play bass. Gotcha. You know, because huh. it just wasn't gelling with the people we would get to fill in. And yeah. Like they just weren't getting it for whatever reason. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I play guitar. Now I play bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 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 then I could just go back to singing and playing bass. Right, right. It just yeah. was more enjoyable. Huh. 
And then it kind of just, that kind of led us into a different songwriting style as well. Right. You know, where it became more of the four of us getting together and writing music as opposed to one or two people creating something and, you know, bringing it to the band. Yeah. Which is why all the music became such a, you know, a wide range of influence. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, especially that's, on 3D. Yeah, I was about to say that especially yeah, shows 3D, on 3D. We just went berserk on 3D. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's great. Well, let's yeah, let's get into it. We'll play a little bit of this to, to kick it off. We'll uh, play a little 3D man. probably fade out people got spotify they can listen to the rest from there <laughs> wow um, that's a pretty good drummer you got there that's a, that's a really good drummer <laughs> that was 1992 imagine how good he is now <laughs> 91 91 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we should mention the other members of the band obviously brad devon's lead, lead vocals and bass but then you got jay benny on guitar terry carter on guitar and shannon larkin on drums um obviously shannon now with Godsmack, yeah, um, and the producer probably the most. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just say produced by Perry, Alex Perryalis. This album. Yeah. And I was gonna say Shannon's probably the most uh, entertaining drummer I've ever seen live. Oh, absolutely. I mean, who else headbutts their cymbal? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. I remember I going to sleep. see. I, I remember going to see Godsmack, and th- and being in the audience and thinking. That's what everybody was looking at when we were on stage. Oh yeah, it was, I was mesmerized. I mean, I always I knew how great he was, obviously. Yeah, but I never watched him from an audience perspective. Yeah, yeah. He was behind you. So. Yeah, he was behind me, and I was on stage yeah. with him, and it was just, I'm like, holy shit, he's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and back in back in the day, he had the long mop of hair, and all you saw back there was just like this yeah. hair oh. and arms, and like yep. just, it was like what. <laughs> and he just made, us, barely he see made him. him look so simple. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just know. Playing along and all of a sudden, it would be like. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, that's not what humanly possible. Yeah. <laughs> that, people can't just do that. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. I saw him. I'm pretty sure I saw him one time. He elbowed his hi-hat. <laughs> I was like. I'm sure he, he just did. elbowed his hi-hat. I was like, what? What? <laughs> yep. Who does that? He was like a slinky. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's happening? <laughs> yep. yep. Oh, man. I had right. him on up on stage with me in my in Rat Salad when he I think he was 14. Oh my god. Yeah. And well, we did were, Running Free by Iron Maiden. Nice. Oh man. And he yeah, was he was amazing back then. Yeah, Tim's been going through these eight. all his old, old old videos um and he found recently one with like from kind of when you guys first started and it was it's like a local DC show, TV oh, show, yeah. or like cable. Oh, the West Fifty Seventh thing is that what you're talking about? You're talking about the there's yeah the, the interview the with rocket. like the interview with them and and it was I think it was I can't remember. I know Shannon had the, like from, half black half. Yeah, that was from like '86. It yeah. was like some yeah. uh, you know you know what we're talking about. It was that whole little piece on like you guys were yeah not not quite just starting out but very young 
It was know. West 57th, I think, right? West 57th. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. 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 It's just funny to see that. Like, Shannon's so young and just like yeah. looking at those. I, what I took from that, like, he's staring at Ride the Lightning. And yeah. then, like, you know, 25 years later, he's opening for Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> like, he must have been like mesmerized. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Yep. Dropped out of high school. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think he said that in the interview too. He's yep. like, and oh, that's right. He got a GED yeah. and sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little, little bit about the album cover. Um, cover art was by Mark Hess. I just wanted to ask what the story is behind. It's a cool cover. I love the album cover. What's the? Uh, <laughs> was there a story behind it? Like, was there anything that like you guys went into? Like, we want this or you know anything? No, you know. <sighs> I've been, you know, ever since I knew we were going to talk about 3D, I've been sitting trying to piece things together in my brain, like yeah. <laughs> things that I could remember. Yeah. I can't remember if we had the idea for the cover, like, you know, a head popping out of another head, or if if somebody at Atlantic just presented us with that idea. Okay. Hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it is a pretty interesting cover. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of, you know, the whole idea of multi-dimensional i guess a right. mind inside of a mind and sure yeah you know, we're trying to be really deep i'm trying to right. i'm trying to make some shit up right now right i was like you know, is it, <laughs> like what's the story with the bird coming out of the eye what does that represent <laughs> what's, what's the bird what represent right. what, does what is the what is the moon that said like a half shifted moon what does that mean <laughs> Uh, who knows? It means that somebody might have ate one extra mushroom cap or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what it really Never means. Never know. <laughs> so this was the obviously the follow-up to Climb on the Walls. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the songwriting process. I'm sure going into Climb on the Walls, you guys had, this was, you know, that was your first album, so there were ideas kicking around from early on. But uh, for 3D... Was that mostly like written on the road or did you actually go and just uh, stop touring and just focus on the album? Or I think 3D was more or less written in a person's garage, which was outside of Martinsburg, West Virginia. I think Kenny's garage. He was an actual person who used to own this nightclub slammers that we played at all the time. Okay. And we needed some place to rehearse. And he's like, hey, you can use my place. So we went there every day and uh, I think pretty much almost everything that ended up on 3D was written in that space. And we would oh, just come up with ideas and then just throw it together. And that's yeah. how it all came about. And there might've been some things that we were still working on towards the end before we went in with Alex to do the record. Because mm -hmm. I kind of, I, I have, I re I have memories of being in the nightclub slammers because mm -hmm. somebody from Atlantic was coming to check out the new material. Mm -hmm. And so we just set up on the stage and played all the songs. Gotcha. We actually That's ended cool. up working on 3d in that place. And I think we did a revised version of surrounded by idiots after doing the showcase. Cause the song was even more kind of crazy than it ended up being. Wow. <laughs> with the different tempo changes and stuff. And that's, yeah. I was trying to remember today how we came up with that song, just the whole back and forth between the guitars and the bass. Because mm -hmm. when I sit down to try and play that now, I'm like, 
it doesn't even make sense to me. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yet we came up with that somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was easy. That's yeah. the thing. Anytime we would come up with as complicated as some of that material sounds, it was so mm-hmm. easy for us to put it together and go from one, you know, one tempo change to another. Right. Without even thinking about it. Yeah. You guys live, that was always very you know, apparent I and mean, it was super tight live. It was just like almost just uh, instinctual how you were playing off of each other. You could yeah. tell like this band just knows each other so well. It was very obvious. So that, you know, that makes sense that what you're saying that it was just natural, you mm-hmm. know, these progressions in the songs and just, and you play it back now. It's like, what? this is crazy oh yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) you know i was out on tour once uh, a few years ago and in the bus of course playing satellite radio and i was flipping channels and i get to the middle section of what was forever alone oh wow but at the time i'm sitting in the lounge of the bus and i'm listening i'm like man this sounds familiar (laughs) (laughs) i know this song And I'll, then I started singing and I'm like, oh my God, because I couldn't figure out what the song, what was going on in the song. I'm like, oh man, this is really complicated, but I recognize this. <laughs> I almost feel like I play along with this. Like, <laughs> then I get to thinking, man, that's why we didn't sell any records. Shit. I couldn't even follow along to that right now. <laughs> so Keith has joined us. Hey. Hi, Keith. Sorry I'm late. No idea what the hell just happened to my machine, but... <clears throat> No I'm, I'm, I'm an IT and I can't even get my goddamn machine, to, my <laughs> PC to work. So. <laughs> Don't hire him. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Well, we were just catching up on uh, talking about 3D, obviously, talking about uh, songwriting. Um, well, you mentioned just a second ago that you know you weren't selling records. I found it surprising that Climbing the Walls was actually more successful than this album. I just, for me, yeah. this album is. It's way far exceeds like it's way yeah better yeah yeah animals. yeah it's way better. like just from a songwriting perspective and the songs themselves the production production way better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, I mean yeah I mean the, the, getting Alex Perry Alice must have been huge for you guys though I imagine yeah it was big yeah yep yeah yeah and this I mean we always talk I mean he comes up often on this show because a lot of the bands we mm-hmm. talk about. You know, obviously produced by Alex Perry Allison. For us, like he can be hit or miss sometimes. Like some of his stuff mm-hmm. isn't doesn't sound great, but this album is I mean, it's it yeah. Sounds as good as you can get, really, if you ask me. I mean sounds really good. He was a lot of fun to work with too. Yeah. Did, was he more um like hands on and like giving you ideas or Yeah, you know, I think he was a little hands on. He was more about, you know, sounds and the mm-hmm. engineering part of things and you know, in the performance. Okay. Okay. Because we didn't really, we didn't change pretty much of anything once we got in the studio. Okay. It was pretty much all worked out before we got in there. Yeah. Gotcha. Ex- with the exception of I Ain't Drunk, which right. I think, <laughs> I think it materialized in the studio somehow. Yeah. Like we should yeah. record that song. Yeah. <laughs> I think Terry probably brought it to us or something because he was big into blues. Right. And we thought, yeah. oh, this is cool. One more thing that's completely different than anything else. Let's, let's record this. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> right? And we actually. Yeah. Is okay. there anything behind uh, 
you know, I ain't drunk, I'm just drinking. I, I loved how, you know, the end, you know, you ended your album with that. And I absolutely loved, you know, because it, it, you know, it doesn't sound anything like anything else, you know, necessarily on the album. It just, it's a nice little fun little thing. And I just thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. There, I don't think there's anything really behind it other than, you know, we like, we liked all different types of music. Yeah. And it was just one more thing. And it was fun to play. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much did what we wanted to do when it came to recording or, you know, writing or whatever. Right. We were kind of misguided in that way. And so, you know, we just did it, put it on the record. Nobody I mean, is, that, and- is that kind of like Prego? Uh, it's such yeah. an amalgamation of just, you know, you got country in there, you got blues, you got classical, ends with kind of a walking jazz thing. I fucking love when, you know, bands like yours, you know, throw together kind of like a little like, you know, wave to the crowd that's just like, you know, hey, we know what the hell we're doing. You know, you know, <laughs> don't, don't try this at home. These are trained professionals, you know? Right. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, the thing is, we always wrote music that that we were happy playing, that pleased us. Mm. We never really, we never wrote music thinking, I wonder if people are going to like it mm-hmm. or what should we write? It's right. like, yeah, well, let's write this. Like the first Souls at Zero record, we were still Wrathchild. Yeah. Right. A lot of people think that, that, well, we changed our name and we changed direction. No, that's Mm-mm. just the direction we went in. Well, yeah, you had a we live decided- show where you, you went from Wrathchild to Souls at Zero. So you had to have been writing stuff as Wrathchild. Yeah. I, yeah, so I saw Wrath. Yeah. There were Wrathchild shows where you guys were playing right. Souls at Zero songs. You're like, this is the next Wrathchild. What's going to sound like? Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, it sounds and great. We, we just made a conscious effort to make it a little more simple. Right. Because mm-hmm. we kind of felt like maybe we're going over people's heads. Let's just try and simplify a little bit. Yeah, yeah. there are a lot of interesting time changes and stuff like that on the on the 3D album. D- didn't want to try and convince anyone you were a prog band. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and even even you know even we tried to we made it more simple. There's still elements of Wrathchild in there. Sure. It, you know, Definitely. it was never totally just you know verse, chorus, verse, chorus, lead, end. There was always no. something going on. Yeah. yeah I remember seeing you guys play Frustration when you were Wrathchild. It was like, this is this next album's going to be awesome. Yeah. This, I mean, that song is amazing. So, I, I mean, I don't think any of us, we weren't like, oh my God, they changed so much when Social Zero came out. It was just like, they just mm. changed their name. I mean, right. I, know, I mean. Didn't we acquire, didn't one of us acquire a, a version of Wrathchild playing that? Before Souls of Zero, I seem to remember. We might have somebody, we might have bootlegged a show. Somebody, yes. Yeah, oh, I'm sure we. I'm sure we. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was was it Welcome to the '90s part of that as well. Those first group of yeah. songs, I think. I think so. Yeah, definitely yeah. it was. Yeah, for checking sure. out guys, frustration. Welcome to the yes. 90s. Yeah, you guys played yeah, checking out. out for sure. I, remember yeah. Too, yeah. I remember that clearly at, at Jacks or Zacks, whatever it was called. Yeah, but yeah, you did definitely play that song, and it sounds like Wrathchild. Yeah, hundred percent. Check it out, especially that's a Ratchet song. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Welcome yeah. to the nineties. That's a Ratchet song. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's almost like Surrounded by Idiots Part Two. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Surrounded by Idiots, what was the? I mean, that was the. Was that that was the first single, right, off the album? Yeah. It was before yeah. Spy or was it after Spy? I can't remember. That was, well, we did videos no. for both of them at the same time. Okay. Oh, okay. I can't remember which one that came out first. Okay. Might have yeah, been surrounded by idiots. I think. I think it was. Yeah. 
I think it was. Was that a uh, was that your decision to release that as a single? You're you're the band, or was that more record company type stuff? It was probably you know, I'm not really sure. It probably was us. Okay. Probably going to the label and saying this is what we want to do. It's funny because those two songs, "Surrounded by Idiots" and "Spy," are probably they're both very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're probably the two of the two of the most different sounding songs on the album. Really, when you think yeah, about they, it, yeah, they really I mean, are. Yeah, but, you know. We yeah, were we sure. didn't we didn't really have much direction, you know. I mean, it's hindsight now, but you know, we were good friends with our manager, and maybe we could have used a a little bit more guidance in, you know, direction and you know singles and what do what do you want to release and what's your goal and what are you trying to do here as opposed to well, we're just going to write twelve more songs and record them and put them out because that's what we want to do, right? Yeah. You know? right. So I, I mean, mean, when I look back on it, I think probably time should have been the first single from climbing the walls <laughs> because that was the, that was the whole reason we did that song was because everybody was doing cover songs on their records. Mm-hmm. Right. They were we thought, well, let's oh, yeah. do a Pink Floyd song. Yep. That probably would have been huge. Yeah. I love that. But us being us decided we don't want our first release to be a cover song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't happen. We covered, we covered that cover, didn't we, Eric? Yes, and, we did. Uh, we covered that cover. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of the cover. first songs I learned on guitar. I took guitar lessons for a year, and I brought that version of time to my guitar teacher. I was like, I want to learn this. Ah. <laughs> the the Rathchild version. Of- <laughs> I think it was For Whom the Bell Tolls, and then I was like, now I want to learn time at Rathchild. <laughs> <laughs> cool. so. What would you have picked for a single from 3D? Oh, man, that's tough. I, I mean, drain my favorite probably drain time, drain time, drain time, or, or desert grins. Yeah, desert grins. One of those I, I thought desert grins could have made a cool video. Like there's some, some yeah. of the visual elements of that song, like the lyrics of that song are very, like very specific, like visuals you get from that song. So yeah, yeah. yeah it could make, you know, could make a cool video. I remember we were in New York mixing the record and I took a copy of drain time over to our A&R guy to play it for him. Cause I was I was all excited. I thought Drain Time was sounded killer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The whole beginning part and how it led mm-hmm. into the song. And I remember him saying to me, "When when's the lyrics start? When does the vocals come in?" <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and, I just, and it just I'm like, uh, right then and there, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get yep. it. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Doesn't you know? get it. He didn't get it. I mean, did he listen to Metallica at all? I mean, yeah, <laughs> like Injustice for All. And the song Injustice for All goes dun 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 dun, dun, dun for like ten minutes before James starts to sing. So, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. when well, if I wasn't a singer either, so that's what he said to me. Oh, oh no, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. that song is amazing. That middle part just and that weird timing, like what that that right. Done. Like what is the? Yeah, what are you guys counting there? Like, let's let's play a, a little of that because I, I do want to talk about that part a little bit. Let me play. Let me get to that yeah. part. I actually wrote down yeah. what it was. I'll oh, play yeah. a little bit leading up to it here. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool song. Oh yeah. I mean. That riff. Awesome. Yeah. God. I never get this. Yeah. Ah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Every time I play along with that, like I'm drumming in the car, you know, like I, I always get it wrong. Like, dun, always, dun. always wrong. Yeah, I missed it again. Damn it, I was wrong. <laughs> it's, it's always wrong. There's so, no so, count. There's like if I try to count, I don't know. I'm like no, I don't know. It's like the but you eye, of the, the, eye of the tiger beginning. Oh yeah. <laughs> we always like, love like, doing shit like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys live always nailed it. And and somehow we, like somehow we always pull it off, yeah, yeah, yeah. like effortlessly. And I was like, "How? Huh? <laughs> How are they doing that?" We wouldn't even have to look at each other. Most no, of the time. you didn't. Just, no. just nail it. That's yeah, sad. I'd always notice that. Why? I was like, they're not even looking at each other. They just know this stuff. That's what like, a tight band does, just, man. Yeah, but just, we played together every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we would go on the road and just we would play every night, five nights yeah. a week, six nights a week. Yeah, and I mean, we weren't playing. Obvious. We were rehearsing and writing. Yeah, like one of the tightest bands I've ever seen live. Easily, just oh, yeah. like, unbelievable. Absolutely. Like my God, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> it was a lot yeah. of fun. I, I bet. <laughs> well, let's get into some of the songs. Like a three D man. We played a little bit of that. I wanted to ask. This is. I think this is an obvious answer, but there's a part <laughs> in the song at two fourteen. Is this a tribute to Van Halen? Yes, it is. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's Jamie's crying. Yeah, yeah of course. Jamie's crying. And yeah. you know, that's one of those things that just happened when we were jamming on the riff. Oh, and really? We got to that part, and it was either Jay or Terry that just threw in that riff, and we're like, "Holy <laughs> shit, we got to, we got to, pl- we got to put that in the song." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, one it of the best Van Halen songs. So, yeah, I thought it was yeah. a tribute to Tom Loke. <laughs> <laughs> Either or. Corrected. Okay. Either or. Take it back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, oh, man. The song hey, Spy. I, I, I want to ask. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Brad. Is go the, um, do you remember, is this album mostly a half step down? I've tried to learn it a few yeah, it's times. All half, it's a half step down. Okay. That'll help my transcribing. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, if we're going in order here, the song Spy. Um, Very different. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. was the inspiration there? I mean, it's were you bluesy? You know, were you going for a spe- sp- specific style of, of music? Like, was it, did you want? Were you trying to go for that like noir type sound? Like, I think I think Jay had that riff. Okay, and it was, and it. He, I want to say he said it was like a old one of those old black and white cartoons. Right. It was a riff from a cartoon. No, okay. <laughs> a version of it. Sure. Yeah. And he started. He just started playing it, and I'm sure you know. Every then I, I oh, we should play that on bass. Mm-hmm. And then you know he come up with the idea of the mm-hmm. that stuff. And then there was never really any conscious effort to say, oh, let's write a song like this. Okay. We would just come up with an idea and just we would just, just organically, jam yeah. And it would just happen. And then Shannon would come up with lyrics or I'd come up with some lyrics. And then next thing you know, it's a song. Yeah. Okay. But it was never really, we never really set out to, Oh, let's write a song like this. Right. Okay. Cause we just felt it was our style that we could kind of just write whatever, you know, anything we yeah. wanted to. And it would sound like us. Right. I like how it's bluesy, but Shannon puts double bass in there anyway. Yep. <laughs> he's, just, he's playing this like a little blues, and it's like, like that's that's Shannon Larkin. There you go. And the only the only <laughs> thing we does. ever really thought was that, like probably in writing that song, we were thinking, you know what? If there's something that's maybe radio friendly, maybe this is the one. 
Mm. You know, it's not yeah. complicated. You know. Sure. Because uh, yeah, uh, we wanted to be famous. We wanted to be rock stars. Yeah, yeah of course. We wanted to have songs on the radio and you know videos yeah. and all that. I mean, that's yeah. Why I, you get into it, right? <laughs> you want to be successful. Well, I mean, I mean, you you want that. It's not why you really get into it. You want to no, write it's not music. Why you get yeah. into it because it's fun. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, and then somewhere along the way, you're like, oh, I, I'd like to get signed. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'd and like then, to turn it into a career. And then you, <laughs> you know? get signed, and you realize I was a lot better off before I was signed. <laughs> <laughs> I was a lot happier. How much do I owe? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. It's amazing thought, how. What? It's amazing how turning it, something in, that you love into a job changes everything. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, by the end of Souls uh, at Zero, I was so frustrated with the music business. I'm like, this ain't even, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, uh, that sucks. You know, it ended yeah. up being three of us left. And I just felt like, I felt like my, pa- I still had the passion that I didn't mm-hmm. want to quit. Right. But I wasn't surrounded by the same passion. You know, yeah, you make enough records yeah. and you put them out and you see that nobody has the passion that you had when you created it. Yeah. And that's what really, I kind of, you know, it just, it hurts. Yeah. Because you can't make somebody feel the same way about something you created as you do. Mm-mm. Right. And when they don't get it, you're like, what do you mean you don't get it? <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was always shocked that Rathchild didn't go farther. I mean, I've and I've talked to people who know the band they're like i thought for sure they were gonna just you know take off especially after seeing them live mm-hmm. like you get a wrath shot so you're like holy shit this band is like on fire they're so good yeah like, live was where we shined i don't think yeah. we ever really captured the whole live thing on vinyl though mm. like we got we never captured that excitement gotcha. yeah that's we got close that's, that's, yeah but because the live show is where everybody, you know, that's what everybody loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you, how do you create uh, this? Yeah. yeah. How do you, I know. It's a tough one. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, after we saw you guys with Pantera, especially, we're like, well, they're going to blow up for sure. Like, they're, right. they're yeah. going on with Pantera. I'd... Like, geez. And, and you've got Dime, like, wearing your, wearing your, you know, gear on stage. Practically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like coming on awesome. stage with you and. Yep. Yeah, hanging so. out. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, we thought that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they blew up, and we didn't. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it was very frustrating, but yeah. Here we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I learned throughout this whole pandemic thing was that playing music is fun again. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, no pressure. Right. <laughs> just, just hanging out with friends, playing music. I mean, right. yeah. And that's, and that's what why we started doing it in the first place. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I did want to ask about Spy before we go to the next one. Uh, sure. Go ahead. Is that, is it, uh, was it on the Headbangers Ball? I think we saw it was inspired by, Silence of the Lambs? Yes. Lyrics, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shannon wrote the lyrics for that. That's, it was okay. the book that inspired right. it for that one. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then right into the next song, Gentleman Death, that was another one that was inspired by the Vampire Lestat, right? I believe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Shannon was a big, he was an avid reader back then. So it was always 
lyrics were inspired by something, either a book or a movie. And what's your pleasure was inspired by, by, uh, Clyde Barker. Right. The, uh, pinhead, um, was it? Hellraiser, yeah, right? Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Gentleman Death. God, that beginning of that song, those rides. Yeah, <laughs> that's I awesome. Gotta, I got to play a little bit of that. Hold yeah. on. Play the, yeah, play the bass. Yeah, this this part. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> This song has another weird time right there. change. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's Yeah, I think I, I wrote down two ten. Let me see. What am, I, am I remembering Shannon's setup correctly? Wasn't his ride symbol like almost like perpendicular to the floor? I can't remember. I feel like it was like super exaggerated. It might have <laughs> might have been, but it yeah. was on his right. Yeah. Right oh. He might have had a crash symbol on the left that were straight up and down. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, because he would hit, he would do these like weird side hits almost. He would, yeah. This is the sound of 3D. Right oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's, that's the yeah. sound. That's the bass you recorded it with? Yep. Nice. The whole record was recorded with this bass. That's, that's awesome. awesome. So what is Even the drum tracks? <laughs> right? I recorded everything. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> that was the sound of the Souls of Zero records as well. Nice. Hmm. So yep. what is Hoi Noise? That was just something one of our road crew guys would say. Okay. <laughs> Let me play this gentleman death. Somebody wrote it on my bass. <laughs> oh, this part, yeah. What is going on yeah. there? Right. <laughs> that, that rhythm section is just like... It's great, but it's like, man, like, yeah. it's hard. To, it's hard to nod along to, <laughs> right? <laughs> I love it though. Yeah, I know. I love it, it. It's one of those like I think like little like middle finger to like guys that aren't good at you know drums. It's like like fuck you, you can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shannon, Shannon was like, you know, watch what I can do. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, He's, it's ridiculous. And the drums are very loud in the mix, which is good. Yeah. And they're just like up front. I love it. Yeah. That's an interesting song right there. Oh, yeah. See, hearing some of this stuff now, I'm like, what's going on? Right. <laughs> I don't even remember coming up with that idea. Like, yeah. how'd that happen? <laughs> and like, yeah, how do you play along every night after night, like flawlessly, with these crazy time changes? Like, eh, no problem. Right. <laughs> practice as long as you're practicing enough it's it's just you know second yeah. nature you know <laughs> it is yeah. it makes sense yeah. to them yeah yeah oh it all made sense back then yeah right <laughs> yeah that's so cool i found a video on youtube of you guys from 90 1992 you guys are cool man <laughs> <laughs> and young i forgot yeah. <laughs> 92 was all that was Towards the end of Wrathchild and the beginning of Souls. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cover, or I mean, it's, it's uh, Welcome to Hell, apparently, that you're playing. I can't listen to it. But. Ah, 
Welcome to the nineties. Welcome to the nineties. Yeah, welcome to the nineties. Yeah. Um yep. but it says welcome to hell right after that. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, you look with your long hair, man. Long hair. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. <laughs> well, we were at that show at the bayou when Shannon got his head shaved. Yep. Yeah, he's got uh, his head shaved in this. Uh, that was what Pantera was playing, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, I think Phil people, shaved people, his head, right? Didn't we yeah, get up and so. play a song with them or something? Yeah. We did. I don't like know. Henry Rollins song yeah. or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, some kind of obscure little I think it was thing. followed around by Henry Rollins. That nice. sounds right, actually. Yeah. 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 People still talk about that show. I mean, they're always like, I was at that show where they shaved Shannon's head. Yep. <laughs> he was wasted. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go figure. It's very briefly in Pantera's is a vulgar video, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it is. Yeah, very briefly. But you see like Jay hanging out with uh with Phil on that video and Yeah, I meant to ask you about that tour. Like that that must have been insane. Just a tour yeah. with Pantera alone. I can't imagine how much debauchery went on on that tour. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of drinking went on during that tour. <laughs> well, I don't think you can be around Diamond. With Pantera. Yeah, right. I hear, I hear well, Dime will make you drink, basically. Yeah, well, we used to hang out yeah. with those guys when we would go through Texas. Okay. We actually met those guys before either one of us were signed. I was going to ask oh, cool. about that, too, because it, like, it seemed like Dime was a fan before even touring with you guys. Yeah. It seemed like he was yeah. already... Like, yep. I remember seeing an interview with, with Dime and Phil on Headbangers Ball. I think Tim just recently uploaded this, too, and he, and they yeah. asked who the opening band was, and, and Dime's like, Rothschild America! He's like, all proud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he loves it. Yeah, yeah. so... Seems like yeah, you guys were friends club, already, so that's cool. I think the club was called Savvy's, and it was in Fort Worth. Okay. okay. And so every time we would go there, we would end up going back to their house and playing football and baseball and getting drunk, and we'd go see them. They'd come see us. And yeah, that's awesome. We met King's X back in those days as well. Got to be mm, friends cool. with those guys. Yeah, yeah it, it seemed like Rathchild and Pantera were just going to just be attached at the hip for years to come. It just felt that way. It's like those two bands for some reason just really meshed well together, yeah. especially on tour and just, you know, just the different influences and different styles. It just worked really well together. Yeah. It was a good combo. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah. The Cowboys and Cowboys and idiots tour. Cowboys and idiots. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, the song forever alone. I was, I, the vocal harmonies on that song are really cool. Was yeah. that a, uh, was that all you, or was that more of a production like a Alex Barry Ellis thing? Or? Mm, it was probably me. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the harmony ideas I would come up with. Yeah, the chorus of that song I really dig. Pull that up. Play it. I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get to it. <laughs> Drum fills, man. <laughs> yeah, but that I, I love the the vocal harmonies you do during the chorus. There, that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's nice to have harmonies every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some of that stuff was just hard, so hard to come up with a melody to sing to. Mm -hmm. You know, because the music was so intricate. Right. Mm -hmm. I always felt like I was always searching for the best way to sing. The you know the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Which I think was another reason why Souls at Zero got a little more simplified, because mm. it Souls at Zero made a lot more sense for me as a singer 
to okay. sing to, yeah. to find the cadence and, you know, mm-hmm. of how the song should be. Wrath Child sense. was like, it was like a combination of everything. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Sometimes it was like, okay, how, what am I going to sing over this riff? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how am I going to make this fit in here? Yeah. yeah. And then Shannon yeah. would write a lot of the lyrics. So a lot of times it was like, I'm trying to incorporate his lyrics into my idea of the melody. Right. Oh, wow. And, and, you know, it didn't always fit. And then sometimes I'd have to rewrite lyrics to make them fit. And of course, then it would, it would be out of context with what he meant. And then we get an <laughs> argument. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it kind of means the same thing. It just fits better. Right. <laughs> It, oh, it was kind of interesting sometimes. Yeah. We talked a little bit about drain time already. I did say, I did make a note the the clean riff in that song, I guess it's the way it starts. Right. Reminded me a little yeah. bit of, uh, um, this love by Pantera. Just, just a little bit. Let me play a little bit of that. It's not exactly the same, but it kind of has the same right. feel to it. This was me. first though. Yes. This was first. I know. So, yeah. so, so <laughs> this love sounds like this. That's right. There <laughs> <Here> you go. <laughs> Such a cool vibe. Yeah. yeah. Really good. What was that AR guy thinking? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. I was all proud of this. I'm like, man, it sounds oh, yeah. killer. Yeah. yeah. This is the best song of the album, I think. Yeah. Well, they would have made you edit this solo in the beginning out, right? If it was a radio cut. Oh, they oh. would have, yeah. Oh, for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just liked all the cool delay and. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, absolutely. Filtering bass and it's just different. Created a mood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, 12 string bass. I didn't know that. That's cool. Huh. Yep. That's very cool. Yeah, I got one of those hanging back here somewhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, surrounded by idiots. So now we're up to surrounded by idiots. And that one, obviously, that was the quote unquote hit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a smash hit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny how the lyrics in that song, I think they apply now even like more than more than ever. Yeah. Like, I think they'll always yeah. apply. They're timeless. Yeah, yeah they really Those are. Those lyrics yeah. are timeless, yeah. 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 That was kind of a combination of Shannon and I. With a little throwback to Steeler's Wheel. Yep. Right. For oh, sure. Yeah. That's the idea the chorus came from that. Yeah. We'll play a little bit of that here. That was another one that was like, what do I sing over this riff? <laughs> oh, I bet. The verse with like, <laughs> oh, I meant to ask who's, who is at the beginning of this saying little. That was me. Oh, that's you. Okay. Yeah, they just pitched it down. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I found that. I found that in some book or something. Okay. Was <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was like like Alex Perales jumping on there or someone like engineer or someone like. It was God. <laughs> it was God. <laughs> Technically. Yeah, it sounds nothing like you. That's cool. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Broadly, a very stupid person. Sounds like Peter Steele almost. <laughs> Peter Steele. <laughs> yeah. It's a type of negative song all the time. Yeah. That's the- <laughs> I think that was the definition of an idiot, is what I was reading. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say, of all the songs 
This one sounds a little more like it could have been on Climbing the Walls. Just that riff yeah. is kind of a Climbing the Walls-ish yeah. riff. It does have a yeah. Climbing the Walls feel. Yeah. Yeah. Until I get to this part. Until, yeah, you get to... <laughs> Not anymore! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great bass tone, though. That's so good. Yeah. So that's a bass and guitar, like, going back and forth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't listen to the whole I thing. I'd love to listen to the whole thing, but I can never yeah. play that. I can blows my mind. God, that, your vocals are like it's like just such nostalgia hearing those vocals. Like God, it just takes you right back to that whole time. It's just right? yeah. crazy, man. Hanging out at just, Zach's. Yeah, just God. <laughs> Hanging yeah. out at Zach's. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So you guys, I remember seeing you guys there right before this album came out, and you played um desert grins and i was i was like right next to the speaker too i was like walking out of there like i'm oh, deaf shit. but that was amazing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can't hear out of this ear but god damn i was a killer yeah <laughs> yeah that was always a fun place to play yeah yeah what was that place zach's zach's or jack's zach's. or the copa turns out the jack's or... was the copa originally okay yeah, yeah. all right yeah. So, yeah. it was zach's then yeah. zach's two and then jack's and yeah it had very yeah. a lot of name changes over the years but yeah yeah. We saw countless concerts there too. Oh yeah. It was only half an hour from our house, so it worked out. Yeah, it just bo- always had like ten opening bands for every, <laughs> every time. <laughs> I was like, why do you yeah. have like it's like right, a battle like, oh, battle of the bands and then Rathschild comes on? <laughs> yeah, like man. what? God. I like, used to Anthrax to play there and yeah, like I just want to see like two good bands. Right. That's all I need to see. <laughs> like yeah. here's 16 opening bands. Everybody goes on at 3 a.m. Like, oh. Well, and the, and the crowd's burnt by the time we go on. Yeah. I hated when they try to put all those bands on before us. I'm like, no. Oh, God. No. Put a, couple on, that. put a couple on after us. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah whatever. Let them follow this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good luck with that. <laughs> Time out. Having been one of the bands that actually got to play before some of the major headliners, you know, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we enjoyed, I mean, I hated that fucking venue, but, you know, we still like playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got to play there once. Me and Joe played there once. We opened for... Uh, Vixen of all bands. Oh Jeez. boy! And enough. Congratulations. Enough. Oh, it <laughs> was no. We played before that. We played in high school there too. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because your your amp fucked up with that show. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I got to open for the Vibrators the day uh, Joey Ramone died. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, yeah. I remember playing Jacks in high school, going, "Oh my gosh, this is where we saw Ratchel and Pantera." I can't <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Did man. we play there? Yeah, yeah the I don't know if I saw you guys was, was for sure. You guys played with Pantera at the Bayou. I don't know if they played with Pantera at Zach's or if that was two separate shows. I think no, that maybe. Been two, two separate shows. shows. Yeah, I think it was. Two I think separate we shows. did Hammerjacks. I think that's what Pantera as well. Yeah. yeah, you did play Hammerjacks because we yeah. saw we went to both. Okay. Anytime you guys were in town, we went. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we were there. I mean, seriously, I must have seen Wrathchild over over thirty times. Wow, easily, easily, because it was like. We'd go like two or three times a week because like, well, they're going to be in Baltimore. They're going to be in right. D.C. They're going to be in some weird place in Maryland. We'll just go there too. What the <laughs> <Yeah>. hell? <laughs> Frederick. <laughs> right? Frederick. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's Cafe close enough. Hagerstown. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Make a living playing music back then. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Live shows are so different now. It's crazy. Like, it's, I, know. I know. Not what it used to be it, at all. 
I mean, we used to wait outside venues. At, like, you know, that's how we met a lot of the bands. Just waited outside the venue until they came out. Can't do oh, that yeah. now. You got to pay s- two hundred dollars for a VIP ticket. Just <laughs> that's <laughs> right. crazy. Yeah, I know. It's nuts. Yeah. I still don't understand why you guys did that. That's why we have these just trying to make extra money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is how they make their money now. So <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no uh, making money from album sales anymore. So no. Uh, I don't know why we did that, Keith. <laughs> why we hung out? Waiting yeah. for bands to show up? Yeah. yeah. Just to say we did. Why, I don't know. why not? We were like... Because <laughs> you want to go home and go to bed? Uh, I mean, no, Not when you're 16. Like, you go to bed at 3 a.m. when you're 16. 3 a.m. 4 a.m. Come on, man. Yeah. It's true. The day's just getting yeah, started I mean, at midnight. What are you talking about? What, what were we missing <laughs> yeah. out on? Staying at, staying out at Denny's? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, yeah, that's... Hell yeah. We went Metallica that way. Like, yeah, they're yeah. gonna come out here eventually, and they did. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, they gotta leave the building. <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty sure they're gonna come out from right here, and they may or may not get out of their limo, and they did. So, yeah. there you go. I uh, used to see Shannon at, at the Bayou a lot, just watching shows that we were at. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tim delivered a pizza to Shannon once. I did. He was so <laughs> drunk. <laughs> 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 Did, did he live in Reston at the time, or yeah, it was yeah. he did for a while, yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was North, North Shore Drive. I was delivering Pizza Hut pizzas, and I was like, "You're Shannon Larkin." He's like, "Yeah, dude." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. That sounds about Thanks. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, <laughs> I don't know how we're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you toured with pantera i don't know how you're still yeah alive. you survived that somehow <laughs> you survived that <laughs> that's true we did survive that yeah yeah and that's many other things something. that we did yeah. that we shouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah do we want to get into any of those things or are we possibly looking at uh you know criminal uh <laughs> <laughs> statute of limitations yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. there we go it's legal to drive a vehicle down the interstate and fire fireworks off out of your wind, out of your passenger window to the, <laughs> the adjacent vehicle next to you, isn't it? Sure. As long as Why not? they're cool with it. Yeah, I think it's okay. And the road crew would be in the rider truck and we'd be in our van and we'd be shooting rockets back and forth going down the freeway in Texas somewhere in the middle of the night. Oh, Texas is definitely legal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably oh, encouraged. Those, encouraged. Whatever else. Yes. <laughs> encouraged. <laughs> yeah, I would say it is. Yeah, like, it's is perfectly that not Yeah. <laughs> we just did stupid shit like that that I'm just surprised nobody ever got arrested. <laughs> we never once thought, oh, this is, this is we shouldn't be doing this. Not only are we firing fireworks at each other, but we're also drinking while doing <laughs> while driving. Yeah. yeah. Well, that because, messes you know, up your aim, so it's actually safe. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, back to the album. Um, Desert Grins. That's probably that is probably my favorite song on the album. Desert Grins. Like I said, hearing that live for the first time, I'm blown away. Um, let me play a little bit of this. I'm gonna get. That's to, a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me start was, here. Hmm. I love this part. Yeah. The ride. Something. The ride, yeah. 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 And that riff is so great. Yeah. Great solo, too. Guitar solo. Mm-hmm. 
What the? What is that? <laughs> He's like, I'm bored. Maybe something. Yeah. And then you go into that part, which I uh, mm-hmm. just keep yep. listening. It's so good. I mean, that whole part, just going into that, it's it's one of my favorite musical moments of 91 by far. Yeah, that's a oh, cool yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you should play that, that acoustic solo but, a little bit of that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I can keep going. Yeah. And the, yeah. It goes right into it, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, come on. I know. (laughs) (laughs) This whole part is so good. Yeah, give me a break. It's so good. (laughs) You got the talk box. Yeah. Yeah. Just awesome. Yeah, come on. If if you don't know this band and you're listening to this podcast, just go listen to this album from front to back. Yeah, that's a cool part. Yeah. yeah. God, so good. I mean, I remember seeing that live. I know I keep saying that, but God, just seeing Man, that live like, for the first time, I was just blown away. Like, this album is yeah. going to be insane. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember where that middle part came from. I think probably Terry came up with that whole Oh, idea. really? Yeah. Yeah. And then that, yeah, he that, would... the other riff, bum, bum, bow, down. That's, like a, that's like a Genesis song. Oh, really? Really? Oh, wow. Some misunderstanding. Okay. Oh. There must be some misunderstanding. Oh, oh my okay. God. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. I mean, that's what it always reminded me of. I don't know if that's where he got the riff from or not, but yeah, it does sound like that. Subliminal yeah. inspirations, right? Huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then to have a talk box thing, like I can't imagine. I mean, in practice, like I know what needs to go here, right? And like, <laughs> oh, I let's mean, put a talk box in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy. Well, like, we're hearing I, all I this back this now. I'm, I'm like, where did all these ideas come from? I'm trying to, you know, yeah, rack my brain. <laughs> it's it's got to be just like playing together for so long and just hanging out and just playing music and it's almost probably second nature you're just like well you know i know what to do here you just sort of feel it right you yeah just sort of know. and it wasn't odd to throw in that little acoustic part in the middle of that song yeah, yeah. you probably just were like i know what goes here it just right. feels oh, let's right do this. And yeah and it works yeah and you're like we'll, we'll make it work because now we need to we get do. from that back into the heavy part of the song right yeah and it, it works. Yeah. It's great. And then that song goes right into uh, What's Your Pleasure. Yep. Yeah. little transition here. Which, the fastest song on the album by far, right? What's Your oh, Pleasure. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's almost speed metal. <laughs> yeah. Right? It is. There's Pinhead. Yeah. The drums. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'll just do this. Yeah, why not? The bass part here. Yeah. Another great song. Yeah. The drums. <laughs> I know he keeps talking drums about the drums. Insane. I know. I know. Yeah, there's, there's a such fil- personality in that in the drums. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a fill in Not the Not a lot song. of drummers can oh I know what you're talking about, yeah. Let me see if it's right around here. Yeah, that thing right there. <laughs> yeah. It's like what the hell? Yeah, and that that solo right there is insane too. That whole yeah. song is just like nonstop. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a barrage. Yeah, um, Prego. That was. Uh, it's in there. It's in you there. Guys, you, know, you know, I say that live. <laughs> I think yeah. that was the answer to hernia from climbing the walls. Uh, yeah, was to do Prego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. do something even more bizarre. Yeah. Let's see how much shit we can jam into this instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Started at, at 40 seconds. All right. So heavy. Right back into it. (laughs) (laughs) And the way the song ends is great too. When we get to that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, this little thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's also that little that like voivod sounding part in the middle somewhere. I'm not sure where the time is on it, but it's that weird that 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 that. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know what the. Yeah, like what? (laughs) I think I I think I did write down the time. I think it's 1:49. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <It's impossible. laughs> like, what? I know. I, I got it wrong just now. I was like, nope, got it wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, so you, how long had you been playing bass at that point when you did this album? Uh, what, you did the record 91? Yeah. I guess. So maybe 88 so maybe three years or so okay <laughs> so did you um i mean did you take lessons from anybody because i wouldn't have guessed that you were a brand no. new bass player for some of the licks that you had on this album so 
It just kind of came naturally to you or? It just kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, as a bass player, I, it was I get just, a little jealous of guitar players that just yeah. pick up the bass and are better than me. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I think finding that Hamer bass, putting EMGs in them, it kind of led me to that. That sound kind of led me to that style, I think. Because okay. climbing the walls is a bit, I was still trying to find, you know, my sound. It wasn't the same on climbing the walls. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This kind of just reminded me more of almost more of like a guitar in a way, you know, because okay. I never liked the just the flat wound, you know, ACDC style sounding bass. Mm-hmm. I love Cliff Williams' bass playing, but that whole sound. You know, I wanted something more aggressive with yeah. a pick that, you know, that I could really hold my own against the guitar players. Yeah. Hmm. Is there I, any distortion going to that bass sound? Through that bass sound? No. That's okay. just that Hamer bass. It's very bright. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> it's probably the majority. My rig at that time was a PV preamp with a PV CS 800 power amp. And I, I think a. I believe I have one of those sitting. <laughs> right over yeah, there. like it was nothing glamorous. It yeah, was the yeah. bass guitar was all the tone. Okay. Yeah. And maybe huh. the speaker cabinet had probably two fifteens and a two EVs. I think we laid them on it on its back mm-hmm. because the ISO room was taller than it was, you know, wide. Uh-huh. And we laid it on the back so that you get get more, get more room sound out of the, out of the room. And then uh-huh. there was probably a DI as well. Probably just two tracks of bass. Gotcha. But I think there was an effect that Alex used, and it was called a Roland Dimension D. Hmm. was on the bass guitar on, on almost the whole record, which is what kind of gives it a very slight chorus effect. Mm-hmm. It's very slight, but it gives it that, yeah. you know, it. you just hear the strings of the instrument. It's a nice tone. It's really bright. Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It's yeah. bright, but it's not overly bright. It's not, you right. know, ear. It's not Dee Dee Verney bright. <laughs> yeah. There's just a lot of upper mid-range growl to that tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some reason, I can take that bass, plug it into any amp and or into a DI. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds like that. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Hmm. You know, everybody always compliments me on the bass tone. I was like, "What? How did you get that bass tone?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's a Hamer bass. And I play the back by the bridge. It's the that bass led me to play the way I play. I think. I really. Yeah, I do think. notice that you play closer to the bridge whenever I see like. Yeah, see and that live. gives it's... you that that bite. Yeah. yeah. That top end. Mm-hmm. Because to oh, me, sure. I'm not influenced by any bass players. Okay. Bass players don't really do much for me. Because what? That, well, because the sound of the you bass, take that back right now. Okay, okay, let me let me say it a different way. It was the sound of the bass guitar. It wasn't exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, Lemmy's bass sound was Doug Pinnock, Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick. Those were great bass tones. But it's almost more like it's part of the guitar sound mm. than it is bass. And the fact that I was a guitar player, yeah. It just kind of that's I just gravitated towards that kind of style and tone. Gotcha. Very cool. 
Um, another name happened to pick have to play bass at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you and Geezer Butler. <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> another nameless face. Uh, some of the verses vocally on this song remind me of Pink Floyd. I don't know if that's if that was. I'm, yeah, I know. You know I know what? you guys. I, I want to say Terry wrote the lyrics to this one, and that's oh, quite okay. possible. Yeah, because Terry was a huge Pink Floyd fan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I remember right. I remember putting this song together in Texas. Okay. Huh. And it. Yeah, it was one. It. I don't know if it was the same place where Pantera, we'd always hang out with them at, but it was somewhere in Texas that we were putting this song together. And I want to say we might have ended up playing it that night. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Play a little bit of this. Yeah. And it was kind of a bluesy riff. Yeah. Slide guitar. Yeah, it just I don't know. The melody reminds me of like I don't know, have a cigar or something like. It's yeah. Very Pink Floydish yeah. to me for some reason. Yeah, and the whole slide thing. Terry was also a big Johnny Winter fan. Oh, okay. Huh. And that's where the whole slide guitar thing came. Well, from. he's he's in a blues band now, right? Like he's down in Florida playing. Yeah, he's playing band. all kinds of different bands. I think he's in a Heart tribute band now, and okay, ah, he was doing some other thing, and yeah, he just he just loves to play, so he plays yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we can't end this interview without asking you a potential for a reunion. <laughs> no. I knew you guys got together a couple of years ago, like four years ago, and jammed. We did, yeah. and everybody was like, "Yeah, we wanted. Let's do it. Let's do it." Yeah. And then, you know, I heard that Hammerjacks was getting rebuilt, mm-hmm. and that guy Kevin Butler reached out to me, and he's like, "Hey, you know, see, so you guys are getting back together." And I'm like, "Well, we we're talking about doing a show or two. Where, you know, there's not going to be a tour or anything." And he's right. like, "Well." And we all thought Hammerjacks would be a great place to do a show. Oh, absolutely. And he's like, yeah, and you guys could open up, you know, you could be one of the bands for the opening weekend. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Sounds like a great plan. Yeah. He's like, it's going to open in October of whatever it was back then, 2017 or something, 2016. Yeah. Okay. And then it was, oh, it's going to be April of next year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh it's going to be you know, yeah. it just kept going on and on. And yeah. it's like, you know, and then my schedule and Shannon's schedule and right. like, yes, we want to do it, but where and when, and how's it all going to, how's it going to happen? Well, I guess the fact that all four of us are in to do it is a big thing. Yeah. You know, Cause it, we're only going to do it if it can be the four of us. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise what's yeah. the point? Right. Yeah. And definitely. we want to do a show around the Baltimore DC area. Well, we'll mm-hmm. be there for sure. Oh yeah, one or one or two shows. That's it, and it's got to be fun. Oh yeah, I don't want it to be some big ordeal, you know. But also, being that I, now that I mix and I'm in the touring business, 
my vision of the show, I want good sound and good lights. Of course. Nice <laughs> I, want, I want it to be, you know, proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, how, how would you pull double duty that show? That'd be hard. Yeah. <laughs> I would hire one of my friends that I respect as an engineer and say, hey, yeah. come mix us. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I hope it does happen. We're, obviously, all of us will be there. Um, yeah. Without a doubt. Both shows. Oh, I think it would be a promise us too, right? Oh, yeah, it would be. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we got together and we were jamming on some of those songs, mm-hmm. there were times, like we had, before I before I went down there, they're like, well, let's, you know, we'll do Climbing the Walls. And we picked a couple other songs that we could all, you know, work on. Right. And then we're like, hey, let's try this. And we're like, we'd play some of it and we'd be like, what did we play there? <laughs> anyway, what was the part? Yeah. And of course, Shannon, because Shannon's playing all the time in Godsmack, he was just, the rest of us looked like a bunch of crusty old men. And he was just back yeah. up. He was like, come on, like this. And I'm like, why was it so fast? <laughs> why, why couldn't we have played it a little slower? <laughs> and then we went back to his house later that night. And we're watching video tapes. Yeah. And it's even more fast. Yeah. Well, it's oh, fast yeah. Like it's you said, it yeah. was so tight. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, we're so tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable like, tight. Yeah. yeah. Like that's it. it I, like I was amazed like watching you know, younger versions of us after have jammed that afternoon. And now we're watching a show from whatever, 86 or 87. Right. I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. We were, we were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was a lot of fun to get back together and jam too. I mean, did you guys do that? Where was it? That was in Florida. Okay. Okay. It was down down around where Shannon lives in Cape Coral. Oh, okay. I didn't realize Shannon lived down there too. And okay. it all kind of fell into place. Yeah. Like it wasn't, wasn't weird. It was like, you know, we played climbing the walls and, you know, yeah, it was a little rusty, but it was like, it was almost like we had just, you know, came back from a couple month break or something. Right. <laughs> it wasn't like it's been 20 some years. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. You know, we could still do this. Yeah. And, we all left there feeling really good about it. Yeah. That's good. Be a lot of fun. And it's yeah. just unfortunate that it, you know, now four years have passed since we've gotten together. Yeah. Yeah. Then we, with the pandemic and everything and now Shannon's sure. going to get busy again and I'm going to get busy and yeah, but sooner or later we're going to find time to do this. Yeah. I don't want to get too far off the album, but I did want to ask you about how you got into the the sound. Like I know you're doing sound from Enrique Iglesias now. I know you, you did a tour with uh garbage or just a few shows. Yep. Gar- yeah. Did a whole so, tour with garbage. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, oh, it was great. Yeah. How did you get it? Like, what was the transition from, was it just like, this is something that I, I, I could do and, or did it you was, go to school for it or like, no, was it, was it was, I had moved to LA to join a band called back alligators and it was Shannon was drumming. And it was a guy named Mike Combs from Baltimore. Okay. And I get out there. We make a record. They have a deal. Record company says, we're not going to put this out. We don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and it was right. It was the best way I can describe it is stray cats meets motorhead meets ACDC. <laughs> All right. <laughs> with somebody along the lines of, you know, Johnny cash and, and Brian Setzer vocally. It was okay. really cool. It was, it was so 
tight and fast and were you playing guitar or? i played bass you played bass in that okay, okay. yeah okay. and so the record never came out now i'm in la and i'm like what am i going to do now and my yeah. manager's like hey do you think you could tour manage there's a group looking for a tour manager and i'm like well i think i could do that i took care of us on the road <laughs> mm-hmm. so i go to meet the band or meet go to meet the band's manager and he's like okay so you know this we're going to do this it's opening a side stage on Lollapalooza okay. in like 96 or 97. I think it was, he's like, Oh, can you mix too? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I didn't know if I could or not, but I was, going <laughs> <to find out. laughs> I mean, I had done it for like sound companies and stuff, you know, odd jobs trying to right. pay the rent. Yeah. And it was strictly a gig to pay the rent is all it was because I was going to come back home. We were going to showcase more and try to get signed again. Yeah. Yeah. But one gig led to another and they kept getting better and better. And people kept calling me and asking me, Hey, can you come do us? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and at some point I'm like, it was three years after I, two or three years after I took my first gig. Now I'm mixing Lincoln park. Wow. And I'm like, you know, I'm not even trying to do this and I'm, and it, I'm going, I'm doing pretty well at it. Maybe I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Maybe this yeah. is what I'm supposed to do. And so I just went with it. It wasn't a plan. Mm-hmm. It just, I, it's just that I didn't say no when I had the opportunity. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, I got to pay the bill. Sure. I'll go try yeah. it. Yeah. And it just, I, I, I wasn't going to fail. I was, you know, I would never said that I could mix if I didn't really think I could do it. Cause the last thing you want to do is get out there and fail miserably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> no, just, I mean, I'm sure I wasn't that great in the beginning, but, you know, I asked a lot of questions and learned as much as I could from my right. friends and people that used to mix my band when we were playing. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, let just, me ask you, when it comes to doing live mixing, how does that transition at all to possibly recording, you know, studio-wise? I mean, I know the board is, you know, five times the size when you're actually, you know, kind of in the studio. But have you ever wanted to possibly get into production oh yeah i i mean i I did some producing back in the day when we were still playing uh i've got a a studio here in my house that we're sitting in now that i mix and record in Mm -hmm. but i mean the concept of it is all the same whether you're mixing sound for a band live or you're i mean the concept of yeah you know, signal path and putting the mic in front of a cabinet and making sure it sounds as good as it can and hit and play and record or, you know, pushing a fader up through a PA. It's kind of the same concept. Mm. You know, the whole production thing, I did pursue it, but it didn't come as easy as mixing live did. And it was sort of the same sort of thing as when I was playing. I would... I would get to the point where something good was about to happen. Like for instance, I, I was working with Lincoln park. We were recording a bunch of shows. They were going to put out the live DVD, which I can't remember what it was called now live mm-hmm. in Texas or something. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to mix it. Well, at the last minute they decided they were going to go with somebody else. I'm like, cool, whatever. Yeah. It was things like that that happened along the way. Oh, you're mm-hmm. going to do this. Oh, now we're going to get this guy. Uh, and it i'm like you know what i'm having fun doing what i'm doing and i've been miserable i'm just going to keep doing this right 
you know? Yeah. yeah. And hey, I, if you enjoy it, I mean, why yeah, not? and when yeah. I got to work with garbage, mm. you know, I got to mix a lot of stuff that we recorded in rehearsal and during shows that when it got put out, that was my mix. Either I mixed it in pro tools or it was straight from left, right of my console. Like that's gotta be fact, a little intimidating, right? Cause you're, yes. you're doing for Butch Vig. Like, yes, but yeah, the, the, fact did the Nirvana album. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that Butch Vig had faith in me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Billy Bush, who's his engineer mixer. Right. They're like, like I recorded a couple of songs in rehearsal because they were going to do this, uh, this Yahoo thing. Mm-hmm. Yahoo was coming in to film the rehearsal. I was recording the stuff mm-hmm. and they're going to put out a couple of videos of rehearsal. Well, right. I'm thinking Billy and Butch are going to mix it. So yeah. I'm like, Hey, you guys want this to mix? And they're like, no, we don't want it. I'm like, <laughs> what? They're like, you're going to mix it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, inside. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're like we do enough mixing. You, you go ahead and do that. Just the fact yeah. that they had enough, they had faith in me to ask yeah. me to mix well, that, I mean, that is badass. I mean, to be honest, I mean, that is that is fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 And when that <laughs> working with those guys made me realize that, you know what? I can do stuff. I can, you know, my own studio. I can record. I can mix for people. I just do it, you know, on my own terms. Yeah. I don't have any aspirations of being the next Butch Vig. If right. something were to happen, great. But mm-hmm. I, I'm having fun with my studio and doing, yeah. you know, the things that I'm doing. Yeah, I'd love nothing more to go in a studio with a band and produce a record. I love doing that shit. Okay, that's so much. That's so enjoyable to me to help a band with songwriting and arrangements and performance. Yeah, yeah, that opportunity just hasn't presented itself again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when it does, I'll say yes again. <laughs> well, we're at the ninety-minute mark. I want to see how you're doing on time. Whatever. There's still two songs. Well, you missed a song. Yeah, we yeah, still got eleven. Hey, you missed a song. Yeah. Sorry, you missed a song. Yes, I know. I got on the phone because it doesn't have a title. You know what to call it. <laughs> well, the parallels are <laughs> eleven. Parallel line. It's parallel. Parallel. Yeah. Yeah. parallel. Okay. Yeah, I'll play a little bit of this. Sneak. That's another crazy tune. Yeah. yeah it, it, what is going on at three oh four? Is what I <laughs> it, like. It turns <laughs> into a ska song. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, that's, that's right. That's a little reggae. reggae. Action. Yeah, it's like reggae. Yeah, I'll, I'll why not? That part. Light them up, exactly. He was right in there with the riff. <laughs> yeah. There you go. What's that bass tone again? Oh, yeah. It's a little Bob Marley, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like three vocal parts going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Before it's too late. Yeah. It's really cool. You know but who's singing those backups? What's that? You know who's singing those backups? No. That's Rob Hunter from Raven. No, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> well, he was uh, one of the assistant engineers. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep, that was him singing. <laughs> that's cool that's cool <laughs> that's really but cool. i love how the riff comes back in over that yeah let's keep going oh yeah play a little bit more of it yeah
feel like this is one of those why did you play it so fast parts? <laughs> <laughs> You know, what's interesting, and maybe you won't find this interesting, but I found it kind of interesting. Um, this song has, you know, those weird time changes. And it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of um, The Struggle Within by Metallica, hmm. which came out, like, very close to each later. other. And <laughs> later in that year. But later. it is interesting. It's the last song on the album. Well, technically, it's not the last song on the album, but you know what I mean. Um, and it's very similar in, like, time change, like these weird time changes during the verses. So that song's yeah. got some weird <clears throat> time changes in it. Yes. It <laughs> it's super weird. It's a yeah. cool song to listen to though. It's moves along pretty good. Oh yeah. yeah. When the and end you is played another... it live. What's that Tim? You played it live that without an issue at all. Just I know, right? right on through. I like, <laughs> I like the end too when it fades back in. That's yeah. Really cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little, I said a little I said variation the of the reggae riff though. Yeah. 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 I said the end is another chance for Shannon to show off too. Yeah, <laughs> of course. This part here. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then it comes back in, fades back in. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> 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 that is a great bass lick. Yeah, that's very cool. I think that thing was something we used to jam on in soundcheck. That little riff. Huh. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's neat. We got it all in there. I think reggae, yeah. <laughs> yep. thrash, yeah. blues, uh-huh. country, no a little bit in prego. I think. No rap metal. Classical. Classical. Classical is definitely in there, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's all in there. Yeah. So That sort of thing was intentional, though, to get those elements in there. That's that's the thing I'd have to say about this album is I love how, you know, it's a blatant just like we're doing what the hell we fucking feel like and, uh, you know. I don't know if it's you don't care about whatever if, if anybody else is going to care or, or not, but uh, I, I liked, you know, the musicianship. You could tell from start to finish, but also you know you got with with how you guys let you know you guys played around with genres that wouldn't normally yeah. fit in a metal album, and it was yeah. cool. Yeah, we That's never good. really wanted to get pigeonholed, and we just you know we wrote what we liked to play. We like being able to pull that kind of shit off. Yeah. You know? But I mean that's well that's the thing. Like I don't think a lot of, you know, other bands were able to just throw like fucking reggae right. on an album. I mean, <laughs> no. what other, you know, who else did that shit? I mean, sure, you know, Anthrax, you know, very recently after this, I guess would have done the rap thing, but still throwing ra- reggae in there is just, you know. Right almost yeah. absurd you know in, <laughs> in, in, in 91 you know yeah, exactly. i know <laughs> I would what's a metal band maybe... doing throwing reggae in there yeah <laughs> yeah the only bands you i could think of would be scatterbrain maybe yep. nuclear assault but they're yeah. gonna i mean the... i don't know about nuclear yeah no, scatterbrain i can stuff. see though because they did some weird yeah. kind of stuff yeah yeah they did. yeah they had the yeah. classical song things going on yeah, like they would actually nothing nothing song. like this but yeah but so yeah, that was kind of their deal that was their shtick though scatterbrain yeah it was 
Well, this being 91 also, I mean, 91 was a weird year. By the end of 91, Nirvana had happened, Soundgarden had blown up, Pearl Jam had blown up, and, you know, where does Wrathchild fit? Well, yeah, we didn't fit anywhere then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strange time for music. I mean, I'm sure the further we get into the 90s, it's going to get weirder and weirder. Because this show, we're doing basically 30th anniversaries of albums. So we're going to get into 92 and 93 and 94 and 95. And it's going to get stranger and stranger as we go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I'm excited about that, though, because there's like, I know Tim and I, our our musical tastes kind of varied as we got older. Like you get get Mm -hmm. into different stuff as you get older. And and around that time, like, you know, 93, 94, 95, there were all these different bands coming out that were not traditional metal or not metal at all that i was starting to get yeah. into. like garbage was was one of those bands like they were one of the first Helmet. bands that was not yeah Helmet, yeah they weren't metal but i was like this is good this is like it's not it's different what i'm used to but it's very good yeah so, you're like yeah. am i allowed to like this yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. tell my friends i like this <laughs> exactly yeah like when we heard deftones the first time we're like this is good yeah <laughs> i like this <laughs> yeah. yeah and that was different when that came oh, out yeah. Just, Hell oh yeah, yeah. Really different. And corn, corn was different too. I was like, this is cool. This is oh, yeah. weird, but I like it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of us you, like you, it. But... You can like it all you want. But, you know, <laughs> not everyone th- th- likes it. Thankfully, uh, you know, thankfully. not all of us. You know. Thankfully. Hey, we hey. Thank- <laughs> well, we liked it. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Keith didn't like corn. He does not like. I know Keith doesn't like corn. Oh, okay. Well, but, we uh, should uh, we do this thing, Brad, on the show. We we grade albums. We give it an A through F grade. So, uh-oh. yeah, <laughs> here it comes. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put you on the spot too. Truth comes out. So, you're gonna put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah you gotta grade. You gotta grade your own album. Yes, you got to, but we'll start. We'll start. Oh my god, yeah. you're gonna make me grade my own record. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start though. I, I mean, it's easy for me. It's an A plus for me. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, A plus. Like top five of uh, not, not, albums in '91 for me. Like top three of '91 for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. A plus. This is one of the first CDs actually. Too. Nice, Keith. I'll go. I'm gonna go B plus. Just <laughs> to piss off Eric and Tim. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I love. I, I love this album. I love the musicianship. I loved. I love it. I like how you just play around with genres. The fact that you just throw in what the fuck you want instead of sticking to a goddamn, you know, what's expected. You know, the fact that you don't do what you're supposed to do is what? fucking admirable. I love that. Um, I love how, like, there's a, like, like, I don't know, it's probably Larkin's influence here, but kind of like there's just like a steady chug to this entire thing. Like, the tempo right. is always fucking moving it along. Um. Yeah, I, I, I un- unlike the other three guys, I had never listened to you guys uh, back when I was younger. But uh, so this was, you know, one of those. I- I'm the punk on the metal show. You know, I'm, I'm the <laughs> I'm the adverse opinion. I'm supposed to, you know, kind of. He has a the Mikey of our life cereal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one way or another, you know, this is I'd never listened to this album before. Right. You know. We I'm actually I'm, I probably have because Joe used to talk you guys up all the time back when we were in high school, but um, one way or another I, I fucking I really did love this album. Uh, all right, I'll go A instead of B plus. <laughs> that was but, not uh, we didn't you didn't have to look. It's your no, opinion, man. Okay. Yeah, well, we dropped you. we dropped you. the Russian score anyway. So 
All right, now, Brad, you're, you're up. This, almost 50 now minutes. it's my turn? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's your turn. Now it's my turn. <laughs> hmm. I guess I would give it an, I would give it an A. I Good. guess. Yeah. A for originality. Well there deserved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, all right. Cool. So well, that's good because we had we had Tommy Victor on. Yeah, that's going to prove you wrong, and he hates that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was very critical of that album. <laughs> yeah, wow. he didn't hate it. He just he just had some gripes. Yeah, I it. shouldn't have said that. He didn't. Hate it, I think yeah, he did give it a B it. though, or something. I mean, yeah. it's easy to look back on it and say, you know, it, it should have been this way or that way, but at the time, that's what we did. Yeah, we were proud of that record. Yeah, you yeah. know. It's easy to say, yeah. ah, it's I don't like it, or that's you know whatever. But it's still an album. From, I mean, it it stays in rotation for me. Yeah, oh, too. definitely. No. I mean, Absolutely. and it's I yeah I understand why we didn't sell more records though when I listened to it because it was missing something that other bands had. You know, not sure what that is, but maybe it was a little too different. It was a little too all over the place. Yeah, yeah maybe. You no, know? I mean Rush was different, but they were always different in the same way, kind of. Mm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he says, we we throw reggae in, right? Yeah. Or we throw a classical piece in the middle of a heavy metal song, right? Yeah. It's like, whoa, new song. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but see, we were able to pull it off live because it was live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We made it like an event, and we were like you say, we were tight and. You know, so it was a whole different experience. But yeah. to try and convey that to a record, that's the part that that's where the you know, where it's lacking the plus. If we could have conveyed that show that we did live onto that record, it could have been a whole different whole different ball game. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah, it's hard. I don't it's weird when some bands take off and some bands don't. And a lot of times I don't even know why. Right. Like sometimes you could tell. Like some bands are like, okay, yeah, that band's great. Other times you're like, this band is equally as good. What the hell? I think, there's, I think it was just luck. Yeah, sometimes it, yeah. timing. Why luck. isn't Kings X bigger than they are? Right. I mean, there's and there's, there's lots of bands, bands like that. that yeah. There's a lot yeah, of bands. where you're like, yeah, and you're How like, many bands you, it, you see it locally. You're like, these guys should well, be time out. bigger than this. And it, it's just, yeah. Think about think about Fishbone and think about Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh-huh. All right, Fishbone is so much better than fucking Chili Peppers. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and which one of those is? You know the multi-billionaires that. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about the mighty yeah. mighty boss tones? Yeah. You know, they're kind of in that genre as well, but they a little more ska, and that was a great. They, they're yeah, they're ska band. I mean, band. I mean, they're, let's face it, they're their biggest ska band that probably exists. Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, you could find a band in almost every genre and say, "Here's the original. Here's the one that succeeded." Yeah. 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 And why? And why? Is yeah, it timing? Yeah. Is it who you yeah, know? Right, you know? Yeah, right place. Is right it some time. shithead A&R guy? <laughs> I, mean, I, always thought, I always thought Souls at Zero had a much better shot than Wrathchild did because the mm-hmm. songs were a little more simpler. There was a heavy mm-hmm. groove to it, a little yeah. more focused. But in 93, 94, yeah, uh, yeah. where's that music at? Right. You know? Do you think changing the name was, a, was an issue? Do you think it should have just stayed Wrathchild? Well, here's the thing. We could never go back to being just Wrathchild. Yeah. The problem was, is that when we switched labels, the label had this bright idea that they should present us as a new band and not make any mention of Wrathchild. 
Mm. Oh, wow. And what the fuck were we thinking by the, why, who would ever think that's a good idea? Like <laughs> yeah. we want people to know, Yeah. but we kind of went along with it. And of course it backfired mm. you know, because it was an upstart label and they didn't have the, you know, it wasn't like we were going to, you know, Mercury or, you know, Atco or Polygram or some other label. Right. Yeah. That could have pushed a brand new band. But, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. we'll maintain that you guys are one of the most underappreciated, underrated rated bands. Yeah. Around. I mean, it's easy to look back now and say. Yeah. Say why. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But. Still, I still got records to, you know, that I'm proud of. Yeah. Oh, that that first Souls of Zero album is so good. Oh, yeah, that's that, good too. It's that's yeah. I felt like I came into my vocal style more with the Souls of Zero stuff as well. Mm, yeah. Well, what year did that come out? Ninety three. Well, then we should probably hold off on talking. Oh, I'll talk about <laughs> we'll that. Have you, well, we'll have you back well, on in on, on 2023. We'll talk what's about your that. schedule like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have to work around your touring schedule. We definitely want yeah. to talk about that album, though. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's a great album. That was yeah. a lot. That record was fun. We did that record all ourselves. Really? Oh, production-wise, yeah. too? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It sounds good. Nice. It sounds good. It's got a really good well, we didn't mix it. We had it, you know, worked with a friend of mine yeah. in Baltimore. He engineered it and Ron St. Germain mixed it. Didn't he do Ron St. Germain? Didn't he do a 311 album? I feel like he did. A he did 311. Album. He did it, mixed the Soundgarden record. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. It, it does sound really good. He mixed a Bad Brains record, which is kind of, I think, why we wanted him to mix yeah. our. Gotcha. Okay. Why yeah. we didn't sound anything like the Bad Brains. So I guess. <laughs> you guys, you cool. He makes the bad brains. Yeah, didn't you? You guys would cover them, didn't you? I, I feel yeah, like you guys were against the high. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you did the um, tequila. You did tequila. <laughs> you guys, always did that live. <laughs> yeah, you always did that live. And then we drank tequila too, probably. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No. I think I saw you guys do comfortably numb once too. Once yeah. Yeah, you guys did that one too. Yeah, I always wish we'd have recorded that one. Yeah, that was really cool. It was. Yes. Yeah. All the live stuff was great. I mean, seeing you guys, it was just awesome. Especially at the Bayou or Hammerjacks, those were always great places to see Ratchild. Yeah, they were. And Souls at Zero. Yeah, that was good stuff. I remember the Hammerjack show when we did Souls at Zero and Ratchild. I was at that show. Remember that one? Yep. That was pretty cool. That was cool. We did two sets yeah. tonight, didn't we? You did. You you played. It was basically like we're gonna. This is the end of the you, you opened for yourself. <laughs> the end of Rapture I mean, in the beginning of Souls of Zero is what it was. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. they did yeah. open for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Did you did you have long hair when you did the Wrath Child and then? A good haircut and come back and do. Yeah. Shave your head real quick. Souls of Zero. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And dyed it blue. What, I, I just couldn't that. cut it short. I had <laughs> to go right. blue too. I don't. Well, yeah. why don't not? Like, it's the nineties. <laughs> exactly. It was the thing to do. That's, That's right. right. We were all cutting our hair. Yeah. 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 I was growing my fucking hair at that point. <laughs> now my daughter says, "Dad, before you get go bald, we need to dye your hair one more time." <laughs> like, no, we're going to leave it like it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Could dye your beard. Right? <laughs> there dye my beard. Like, yeah. Dye it pink. Like dime, yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> I think I'll just be old. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the rest of us. <laughs> you guys aren't as old as me. No. Not quite. Well, I'm staring down the barrel of 50, so I'm getting there. I'm 59. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm staring down the barrel of 60. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's next are. year, though. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, next year. That's yeah. right. We'll worry about it then. My cardiologist says I'm good for another 150,000 miles, so I'm good. <laughs> All right. There you go. Good. Yep. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, we should wrap up. Um, thank you very much for joining us, Brad. It was. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks. I wish I could remembered more. Well, no, uh, it was it was great. All right. It was great. Yeah, some of the insight we got to the album was fantastic. Love it. I wish I remembered yeah. more too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. maybe I don't actually. I don't <laughs> it's crazy. Certain I had, I had you your, remember uh, and certain things you don't. You know, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. I remember weird. broadsiding the rental car into the into the apartment complex every night after leaving the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that vividly. <laughs> doing the old e-brake thing and broadsiding right into oh. the driveway oh wow yes. <laughs> see why do I remember that but I can't remember writing 3D <laughs> <laughs> who knows <laughs> or I remember that we went out and bought a whole bunch of booze before I sang I Ain't Drunk because I, ah, nice. I remember saying I can't sing this song if I'm not drinking <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid point Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> it's authentic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I had I had the Wrathchild four track demo in eighty seven. Oh and, yeah. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. I had demo That's climbing the walls. Mm-hmm. Hell's and Gates. Hell's Gates. Um Day of the Thunder and Day Day of Thunder. Yeah, Days of Thunder was that was a, and then there was the name of that demo. Was on that. There was one more song. I think, Wikipedia. I think it was the candy from a madman. Yeah, I think it probably was. I think it was. Yeah. So that was, that was obviously before, uh, climbing the walls came out. So yeah, four song cassette. Uh, yes. Right. The cassette. And it was, and it was like a copy of a copy of a copy, but I still played the hell out of it. So like this, right? this was like, it was like, there's actually like a local really good thrash band. This is amazing. The sets are coming back. I hear. Yeah, they are. No. It's kind I don't of weird. Know why they sucked the first time. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. They're terrible. They sit out in the car and then the volume would go up and down. I wonder why oh, that yeah. is, though. Cassettes of all things. I can see I albums know. coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, know, if eight tracks come back, well, see, <laughs> I'm golden. If eight tracks come back, man, I'm going to get out my eight my ACDC Let There Be Rock eight track. <laughs> there you Beta. go. And sell it on Discord. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think eight tracks will ever come back. No, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. <laughs> I don't think so. That's that's dead and gone. Dead, or laser dead. discs. You're ready for that, right, Tom? Laser disc? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Or Betamax. <laughs> no. Yeah. Betamax. There we go. Or even VHS. Yeah. That's not coming back. No. No. I have a VHS just hanging around. <laughs> so oh, you can yeah. transfer all that stuff. I got some VHS tapes. I yeah. even got a player. I got a cassette deck, but I'm not going to hook it back up. <laughs> yeah i have right behind me is a cassette and cd player but i never ever use it <laughs> i transferred all yeah. my cassettes and vhs stuff to dvd and cd many years ago yeah 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 before the i didn't want to before the cassette deck ate one of the tapes 
It is funny yeah. how I'm buying vinyl now whenever a new album comes out and not like it used to be CD and now it's I don't even bother with that. Like the new Gujira yeah, I mean, came out. I'm like, well, I got to get that on vinyl. That's like the go to now. It's interesting because it's cool because there's still a, a, a limit on the like with vinyl back in, in the day, you could only do like 40. I don't know. It was 45 minutes or something was your was your yeah. time limit for vinyl until you started losing sound quality because the grooves would have to be narrower and you'd have less low end on the record. Mm-hmm. Is that still the case? I think I would, so. I feel, I, mo- yeah, most albums are two records now. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 Like Four I know sides. I know hardwired by Metallica when that came out, that was definitely two two albums. Uh so four yeah. sides, yeah. 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 That must be why records back in the day were so short. That we, we talked about it on the show, yeah. On this podcast we talked yeah. about that. Like a lot of the albums we we will talk about were like, well, this album's like exactly thirty nine minutes and you know, fifty eight seconds or something. Yeah, like, it was like like perfectly timed. Perfectly forty minutes. Like that's that had to be because Even it's s- it's what fits on one album. Right. One record. CDs, exactly. Typically. They weren't they, they weren't a whole like, lot longer, were they? I think CDs were 80 minutes. Yeah, they yeah, could be a little longer. 79 or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like 79 some minutes. Weird. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Interesting. Now everything's, yeah. Now everything's streaming. So you're like, well, I'm just going to play it on my phone. So I'll just buy the vinyl because the vinyl's way cooler. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> yep. just bigger artwork. <laughs> it's bulky and, and it's not portable and practical at all. So yeah, exactly. Buy this. It's more That's expensive. What I'm buying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the album covers look so much cooler on that big. Record. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. Brad's making tons of money off the plays from 3D on Spotify, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I actually signed up at, to uh, Sound Exchange, which is a company that tracks digital uh, play. You know. Di- yeah, 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 I, yeah. Every every so often, I get like four dollars and fifty five cents, or <laughs> seven eighty nine, or. <laughs> so I I don't know if I'm getting Spotify or not, but it's. The dough's just rolling in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just put 3D on repeat one night and just let it play for like a month. Right. And then you'll get you like get... a $10 check. <laughs> like, thanks, Tim. You get, you get the venti coffee instead of yeah. that medium. If you, get a, if you get a $10 check from Spotify, that's why. Because I put 3D on repeat for a month. anybody make money from Spotify? I mean, I don't, No, I think I they get know. like 0.01 cent from each play or something. Per, it's some yeah, really ridiculous number. It's kind of, yeah, it is crazy. And all the streaming yeah. services are like that, like Apple Music, Spotify, any of those, like they're not getting any money from that. That's why it's all touring and merchandise now. That's how they yeah. make their money. So that's why when you go to a concert, you're like, why is that shirt $50? Well, because they have to make a living. <laughs> right. yeah. So. yeah. They don't make money off of album sales any longer. No. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. yeah. That's the record company's karma, though, I think. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. The artist doesn't make any money from album sales, but the label doesn't either. Yeah, because the label raped the artist for so many years that yeah, oh my God, it's yeah. the karma now that they're not going to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of bands like Damn. just put the album out on their own label. Like I know Metallica did that. There was a couple other bands that did I that mean, too. Just Clutch, Clutch has their own right you know, label. Yeah. Like, well, like, as what, long what's as you the can point? Finance yourself, you know, your own tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you need a label for? Right, exactly. Yeah, you really? don't. These yeah. days, yeah, you don't. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to go about getting, you know, so-called signed nowadays. Yeah. Putting a right. record on. You know, back then it was all black and white. Okay, you got to go do shows, gain an audience. Somebody's going to, an A&R person is going to come see you. You're going to get signed. You're going to put a record out. Right. Now, what do you do now? 
you gain an audience over the internet. You get so many views, yes. likes and loves, yeah. fuck yeah. you, whatever YouTube. else happens. And- <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. YouTube. It's all about YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's crazy. But not to mention, yeah, it's, it's, it's not even, I mean, kick your fucking ass out on the goddamn road and just play and play and play and play is what you're supposed to do. Right. You still have to have an audience. You know, yeah. 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 Live is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's damn straight. It's, it's and it's still fun going to concerts, and that's the most yeah. fun thing. It's still a lot of fun. So we're just older now. We don't go to, to nearly as many as we used to. That's true. <laughs> and they're also yeah. more, a lot more expensive than they used to be. I used yeah. to be able to go see Ratchel for five dollars. I know, yeah. right? Now it's like I want to go see a concert. You want to spend at least eighty bucks on a ticket. So at least. You know? I mean, I, I get why. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's you know it's how they make their money. It's just it's a lot different now. So a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pick your shows. Like, okay, yeah, I'll go to this one and this one and this one, and that's <laughs> my budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ticket prices are insane. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So, do you have? Are you are you starting to go like start to book? Are you start booking stuff again? Uh, engineering yeah. or sound wise, like for for, for uh, you know for Enrique, Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got three shows in Europe in August, and then a tour starts in September. With Ricky Martin in in the U.S., which is the same tour that was supposed to happen last September. Ah. And it just got moved a year ahead. Gotcha. So So you'll be busy this fall. I'll be busy this fall. All those shows got announced again, so I'm guessing that it's definitely going to happen. Otherwise, they probably would have never announced it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. He works just enough for me. (laughs) You know, I go out and travel and mix shows live and then I can come home and do my thing here. And because now that I've gotten back into playing and reconnected with my friends and we're jamming and recording and I'm going to keep doing that when I come home. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me realize, like, why did I ever stop? Right. You know, but I know why I stopped. (laughs) I stopped because I got frustrated. Yeah. 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 I forgot that I did it because I had fun doing it. Yeah. Well, if you can do it on your own terms, that's that's all the difference. Yeah, somewhere along the line, yeah. the business took over. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, wasn't fun anymore. Right. Do you yeah. think that stuff will be released? The stuff you're playing with your friends will be kind of not maybe professionally, but like just put out somewhere. Yeah, they're they're gonna put it out. Okay. The, the project, the first project that I did, they just wanted me to mix, but then the okay. longer it was in here, well, it turned out they needed to record a bunch of stuff. But they would come in to record. And then I would come down here later on in the night and bring stuff up and start listening to it. I'd be like, man, this needs a guitar part here. This needs a 12 string bass <laughs> on here. I'm going to play this on here. Then I'll show it to them the next day and see what they think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I ended up singing backups on it and, you know, just, yeah, it just turned into kind of a, let's have fun. Right. You know, yeah. why not? That's cool. And then Jimmy and I, Jimmy from kicks, we did those couple of cover songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw those on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the ACDC and the Aerosmith song. And then yeah, Jim yeah. said yeah. to Steve, hey, you know, maybe you should work with Brad and we can get some of your stuff done and put out. And so I just finished up 12 songs for Steve. Oh, oh wow. Cool. But yeah, again, yeah. I was just going to mix it, record the guitars. Somewhere along the line, I ended up playing bass on 10 of the 12 songs. <laughs> Let me just add a riff here. Let me add a little well, I think I played bass on one song and it was that white hammer. And I sent it to Steve and Jimmy and they're like, Steve's like, feel free to play bass on whatever else you want. 
<laughs> like, okay. And so cool. it kind of morphed into that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. I just take advantage of the situation and realize that this whole time of me being at home has really brought everything back around full circle for me. That's good. And it, it and I just feel, I mean, yeah, I had open heart surgery and some bad shit happened to me while I was home. But at the same time, I feel really good about, you know, the where I'm at right now. Yeah. And yeah, how it all came around. Cheers to that. You know? Yeah. 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 You know, silver linings why, for sure. Why I, you know, I would be in the middle of an Enrique sound check and we're waiting on Enrique to show up in the band, be like, come on up here and jam with us. And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm back. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm back doing front of house. Like, why didn't I ever want to walk up on stage and jam with the band? Right. Yeah. Now it's going to be like, you're going to have to kick me off the stage. If we're, waiting for, <laughs> yeah. if we're waiting for Enrique to show up, I'm jamming. Yeah. Somebody else can worry guys, about front of house. Do you guys know 3D by Rath yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to play some Prego. I'm going to have fun. Because it yeah. took a while to get the chops back, playing wise, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, sure. I'm not playing for so long, but right. it's fun. I'm going to keep cool. on doing it. Good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm into that. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We really You're appreciate welcome. it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome anytime. You know, like I said, we're talking about Souls of Zero in, in two years, so you're welcome back. Love to have you again. We, so. uh, we talk about it. Maybe we can have you back on to talk about other bands at some point. Yeah, we, we can uh, do that. Right. Oh, yeah. We don't. We talk about it, like all sorts of shit. <laughs> you We've know, we talked we, about Zeppelin and Sabbath and just. Yeah, we go stuff. back like not just 30 years. We'll go back 40 years, talk about albums from like 81. We'll do 71. We've done some 70s albums and 80s albums. So, you know. Yeah, that's where I. Wanna... That's that's the music I love. Oh yeah, yeah, seventies. Yeah. I figured. Yeah, yeah, we've got some so seventy-one we albums like... we're gonna talk about. So, wow. some... there was a lot of good stuff back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll you're welcome back anytime again. All right, open yeah. door. So, cool. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, yeah. so let me. I'm gonna play some outro. So for Tim and Keith and Joe and for Brad, I'm Eric. Saying. Energy, 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 aggression, power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Heavy metal speaks to the anger and despair of teenagers today the same way that the blues used to speak to the despair and anger of the South. Cutting up. Cutting it up big time. Some country coding, this.